Oh, shit. That's my fault. There we go. Damn it. I had the, Aaron called me right before we started and I muted this because I was in the middle of that call and then I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. Hey. Hey. My bad. Well, hello. Hi. You are car bound. Car bound, yeah. Are you done? Not feeling 100% this morning. Do you want to skip? I'll give it a go. Only mild fever. Oh. How are you? Oh, just the same amount of stress as normal, but literally like a minute before we started this, Aaron calls me and she goes, our Subaru is dead and the coolant cap is open oh. for some reason. And I was like, did somebody break in and steal the coolant? Like, and kill the battery? And like nothing else is wrong. So we were just going through that right before you started. Yeah. That's why I muted my microphone. So I was like, this is weird. I don't know what's happening. But oh, not, fuck not the other world. Charge the battery. You aren't feeling well, though. That sounds rough. I came home yesterday, Arvo, because I had a sick kid throwing up, and I don't know if I've caught what he had or what. Not feeling too crash. Mm. Well, On our last day of work. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. I wondered if you were just done. That was my first gut feeling. Yeah. For the year. Just at home. Like, oh. Pajamas on. Yeah. End of the year. Things are just weird. What's news? Did you get a new printer already? Yeah. It came in nine days. Super fast. Wow. Which it was supposed to come at the end of December. And then it was like before that even. I mean, I guess we're close to the end of December. But Mm. yeah, the Bamboo X1C is printing. And I can watch it from the slicer software, which they call Studio. So I'm watching that right now as it's printing and it like tells me which filament it's using from the little AMS thing and how much time and does time lapses and stuff. So it's been impressive. This is the first thing. Awesome. You probably won't be able to see it worth a crap. Little PLA benchy, as they call it. The little boat printed uh, in yeah. 17 minutes. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. The first dust boot. Yesterday had some issues with a first print and I changed a couple settings closer to the Prusa filament settings on Prusa slicer and it's been solid since then. So just had Fantastic. to kind of dial. And you can get two on there, I see. Yeah, I, I didn't even really think about that when we first bought it. And then I was looking at it, I was like, mm. well, it's a little more square. What if I like 3D <laughs> nest them and just kind of like kept twisting them it even gave me, gave me a warning, which was like, there there can be collisions. And I was like, they're not touching. How could they collide? And it was about, mm. other people have said the same with, in 3D space, the, like, if it's a box around it, like, and they're interacting like this, it thinks it's going to, it's it's just like a, a box instead of the actual silhouette. So, printing fine. Awesome. So, it's like a good overnight oh, I print, I box. think. Yeah. 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 Cool. Is it any quicker doing two or is it just convenience? At first I thought it was. And then I realized I had changed one setting between one and two that was the number of walls. And so it wasn't printing Uh, three walls. And so it's actually not faster other than maybe the swap set, like cool down, heat up, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's mostly just nice to not have to mess with it you know, double the amount mm-hmm. of time or like overnight would be the ideal scenario where you can just print mm-hmm. two by the morning. Yeah, awesome. 
great setup experience, is really well packaged. It seems, once again, it feels to me like this thing should be two or three times the price that it is right now. And maybe I'll find that it has some more flaws, but just for every the way that it works and like all the features it has, it just feels really nice. I wonder if you can get them here. Josh sent through a message the other day recommending them as well. So obviously <laughs> aware of them. Yes. Cool. Can. They have an AU store. Great. Cool. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas presents. Oh, excellent. Yeah. That's our newest thing. Other than that, we've been making job shop parts and finishing up the last things to do that. First install the pedestals. How about you? What's up? Yeah, you have guys... you done that yet? No, no. I got postponed again. Really? Bugger. This week, hopefully. Yeah, okay. Are you getting out of there on Friday? When's your last day? Tomorrow I will, yeah, yeah do a little trip. And then that's kind of where I'm going to be for Christmas anyway. So works out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Ooh, we've been... Yeah, what's up? We've been, I've been spreading the good word of chat GPT. <laughs> I think we've got better... <laughs> Half half the staff on it now. Feels like a sort of a new free assistant for everybody. Aaron's using it for start sort of, you know, formulate sort of follow-up emails and sales stuff. And I've been using it for all sorts of things. And Sarah's been writing position descriptions with it. I'm very impressed. I'd look at the change from like last week. You're like, I haven't touched it yet. Jay's been getting it to write code. It's like literally yeah, half the staff are using it. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm very impressed. It is. I said, I think I had it, I had it right, write, write a seven step sales process, which is something we've kind of built from our coaching program. And I was just like, yeah, write me a seven step sales process for a small design and manufacturing business. Is this a thing? A seven throws, step throws sales process? There. Yeah. But it was like what it generated was very, Valid and like on point relative to what we've developed. Amazing. But what's the, like I said last week, the thing that's key for me isn't that it necessarily gives me the absolute perfect answer. It's that it's like, it like condenses Ooh. the Google searching and concatenating of my own research into like seconds. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't have to go Google that and write something that's pertinent to me. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. amazing. I had it writing some product copy for the landing page. It's amazing what it comes out with. The thing that I heard that was kind of mind-blowing about it, it's an estimate, mm-hmm. but how much do you think it costs? What do you think the estimate of how much it costs to run ChatGPT <laughs> per day? Gosh, in server time, so much. I don't have a sense of yeah. the volume they'd be doing, but they must be pinging off so many requests so, right now. So last week, I don't know what this is now, I assume it's continuing to grow. If you just look at your company's growth and use, it was in the last the week, estimate yeah. was $3 million a day of cost for server oh, time yeah. of AWS server. And I bet that's grown. So the joke, was, this was from the yeah. verge.com was that they're just, they're just literally lighting VC money on fire right now. <laughs> it's like, they don't have any in- income from it at all. It's just, it's just experimental. It's amazing. Oh, you sent me that video of the OpenAI guy yep. talking about how they don't know where where they'll get revenue from, and that they're just going to let the robots decide. It's like they're going to ask the, revenue. the AI how to make money for itself. Uh, uh, perfect. 
Fantastic. I think I dreamt about like I had that sort of weird fever dreams all night, <laughs> feeling a bit off color. I was definitely dreaming about it and like things I could do with it. Just talking to it. <laughs> yeah, not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing that game and just kind of wrapping up everything everything for the week. Everyone's pretty tired, but uh, the mood the mood is good. Good good energy in the workshop and yeah final day today which is supposed to be a lean day so just workshop improvements and i'm supposed to be shooting video but we'll see i don't currently feel like i'm gonna get to work at all sure I might stay home i don't want to give everyone some weird sickness the day before they <laughs> holiday. holiday there's yeah. your sickness happy holiday yeah happy holidays yeah i've written obscure notes to myself in Airtable now my current state, I don't really know what they mean I, at all. I was trying to but, ask you without just reading what they were, but I couldn't figure out what <laughs> internal promotional activities meant. And the one, the one after that, I have no idea. But in, <laughs> in good news, we've um, we've finally been, des- been designing a, a enclosure for the pencil shop. Been over a year that we've been running it pretty much naked with you know various forms of dust collection at times but one of the jobs for the lean day today was to get an enclosure happening so josh has been drawing it out last few days it was funny it just looks i think i sent you a photo it mm-hmm. just looks it looks like a mill now <laughs> that box on it top load mill so we've got a sort of top load mill yeah we've got just a boxy enclosure with a downdraft table in the bottom surface with a 150 mil duct Mm-hmm. fed into the bottom so the idea is yeah it's kind of you get this constant downdraft of chips down to the bottom and then the parts get sort of filtered out by the the mesh they will machine like perforated panel at the bottom so chips go through that and then parts hopefully will just be sitting waiting for us on the bottom yeah that's cool but with all the sort of reliability issues we've had lately like that issue with the optical sensors getting dirty or sun sun kissed or whatever the issue was we're thinking maybe we should put in like a a pneumatic washdown so that like every cycle it because i'm pretty sure we've got spare m codes yeah but i was thinking about you know creating like a coolant washdown but with air so like every cycle it blasts chips sort of out of its key areas cleans itself blast stuff away from sensors and from ball screws and because i think there's a risk with having the dust extraction all down the bottom that we'll just get sort of pile mounds of chips on any flat surface yeah up in the machine yeah you it's this is funny to think about the everybody always gripes and now i'm mm. i always i never had the experience to until we got the mill but you always saw people complain about the wash down capability and chip pile up on mills and it's always like, God, yeah. couldn't they have designed that, you know, sheet metal better? And now I'm, it's, it's interesting to, you're in that position and you'll get to design it better, but also like yeah, maybe. potentially yeah. fail at it too. Like, like the engineers of yeah. all these machine companies. So how's have you been running your mill? I just had an idea. Sorry. You could put in little, mm-hmm. like an airline into like, I mean, the first enclosure you're going to build, is going to suck, right? Like you're going to try, it's probably not going to. Like, this is not on you. They just always, it's just hard to do something new like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe it's like you just modify it as you need, but you could throw in like airlines and some 
actuator mm. so that you could like blow chips out of their corner pockets and get them to go down the, yeah, down the yeah. suction again. Like cool and no, wash down, but exactly. airlines. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cool. I just have to get into the controller and see what's left in terms of spare outputs and solenoids. Yeah. Did you say Imagine that? Imagine would have to add a solenoid. Did you say exactly what I just said already? Am I crazy? Kind of. No, no, you're... you're, you're I, I read yours as like the the pile up in the square corners. Like we're trying yeah. to avoid any internal square corners. But aside from that, it's almost like the whole machine. If we were building it again, I'd almost think about tipping the whole thing on a 45 degree angle so there were no flat surfaces. Interesting. And like the feed was kind of angular, potentially. I don't know. It's not that big a deal, but I feel like the, sort of the death of that ball screw may have been just dust build up getting into the grease and causing havoc. Could see that. Maybe that's his name. Pearson finally get his 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 warnings about never running timber in milling machines. <laughs> That'll finally come true. I see people run I follow a person, I don't remember their name, but I was running like foam, like tooling foam in a mill and they had like tarped it all down all around and it was running it dry but it's just like i just it's so like cringe inducing to me i know people do this kind of stuff all the time but then to like if you're only doing that one thing you know you're not going to then yeah. use coolant like sure yeah it makes sense but like to go back and forth is just like i don't know mm-hmm. I, I hate that like i get a little ocd you can't do that you know yeah you would <laughs> loved our old machine which we would switch between plasma cutter and router. And like, you know, the plasma cutter would produce this like thick, black, dusty, smoky, disgusting stuff. Yeah. And obviously a huge amount of sparks and then switching to a router head, like milling with like pretty much no dust extraction. The room would sort of just fill up with chips and we'd have to switch back to the fire mode. It's just, I can't we're just we making, that for years. making a fire starter with one version. And starting it with, yeah, the, with yeah. the other. Shop Saber sells one of those too. A convertible plasma slash oh, really? router. Mm. And I've always found that to be, they seem, seem to be popular enough that it just seems mm. tricky to like make both things work well. Yeah, it was for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we got a software. I don't know if I've talked about this. We got a software demo recently. John... Hooked up a demo with this microvellum program, which is like sort of cabinet making software, but it was very impressive. And Josh and John and I sort of did an hour long demo with Sky over Zoom, but it looks like very capable, impressive software, but it looks to be entirely built in Excel, as far as we can tell. So it's a $40,000, $50,000 software package that. As far as I can tell, it's entirely based, like it's kind of a mashup between AutoCAD and Excel. And they've built this software package that allows you to do quite sort of advanced parametric sort of cabinet making and generate all your cam, like automatically generates all your cam, toolpaths and everything, nesting. Very impressive. And I've, I've kind of avoided software packages or even thinking about software packages like this in the past because it's like well if we did that we'd just be committing to becoming cabinet makers like where are we going to put the edge bander <laughs> but 
I feel like John and I, I don't know, I feel like as a business, we've, we're starting to have a few niggling frustrations with Fusion. Yeah, I get that. Um, we've kind of, you know, as we're going through this demo, I was like, wow, we've, we've basically tried to build, replicate this in Fusion with our cabinet templates. Like it just feels like such a inefficient way to have gone about it in retrospect. Like I don't, don't regret having sort of attempted to do that and we're still using them and they work, but we've kind of reverse engineered what someone else has already done to some extent. And there's just little things in Fusion which are starting to niggle of like, just feels a bit inflexible at times, which led me to sort of thinking about, I've never actually used Rhino Cam. Have you ever done anything uh, with it? Oh man, back in architecture school, running that janky router, mm. literally nobody knew how to use Rhino Cam <laughs> or the router. So it's been a long time and yeah. I remember having some success versus whatever the crappy software was before. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever the crappy software was, I'll turn it to that. But interesting, it just came up recently with a potential client, and I looked at the page again, and I would probably be interested in trying it. I just don't have any extra funds mm -hmm. to play with that stuff. But are you doing a lot of For sure. doing a lot of cabinets? We do a few. Yeah, like not you know obviously all our product our product work is about thirty. -ish. It's about a third of our yep. business at the moment. And then the other two thirds are yeah, custom, either custom, custom products or yeah, sort of completely bespoke cabinet making jobs effectively. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that cabinet, actual cabinet making was a, I, it seemed I, like oh, we're probably incredibly odd. And I know we are from like interfacing with some of the other shop saber users that we do cabinet making and not even like designing cabinets it's like yeah. people have them flat want them cut but a vast yeah. majority it yeah. seems like do just make cabinet parts with a router and i can see mm. i can see that it's 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 low density like value in terms of you know it's a lot of sheet processing but it's not a lot of cutting on those sheets so you know yeah. it's not bad by any means it's just just never really worked for us or we haven't had a lot of those opportunities but the this those packages like you really got to sync everything into them like your process and like once you oh, do yeah. they're yeah. phenomenal and that you just pump stuff out with it yeah but yeah the, the ones that i know i'm aware of like the real popular one with a lot of the shop saver people is and that that's actually like probably where i would go because it oh, yeah. it uh it has a pretty yeah. low monthly fee and there's no like upfront cost Mm. That's appealing to me considering I'm not, if I was ever going to go that way, I wouldn't want to like send, spend 10 grand on it when mm. I don't even know if I like it, if it's going to yeah. work for us, if we're going to do this business. So yeah, I've got a friend who, who was using Zach and had good things to say about it. It looks, yeah. At the time I was like, oh, what is this weird mashup of software? Like it's kind of sketch up yeah. and something hacked together, but uh, yeah, it does look quite I do get a bit of a kick from cabinet making, like it can be fun work, kind of satisfying work. I guess when, when we're used to cutting plywood all the time, whenever we get to throw some like chip, malamine chipboard on the machine, it just feels like so easy and flat and like a Instant dream to machine. cutting. Oh, that took four minutes to cut. Yeah. 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 
max out the feed rates. But I've always been intrigued yeah. by Rhino Cam. And I'd, yeah, I'd love to, love to get an opportunity to sit down with someone who's good at it because it's like, you know, we love Rhino. Rhino's a fantastic tool. So if you could sort of capitalize on that workflow for Cam as well, that's yeah attractive. I showed you also this similar as the same client, potential client has these really, some of the most heavy mesh files I've ever seen. Like one of them had almost 4 million mm-hmm. faces and I'd never seen, I can't even believe my computer would open the file. It had two multi-million <laughs> mesh faces, different layers, so that I think that's what wow. let it work. But um, even yeah. trying to reduce the faces, it like basically crashes my Mac Rhino, which obviously the Windows version could be better. But this client was saying that They've had some experience with Rhino Cam that it can handle those kind of meshes. And I was thinking mm. like, I don't know, sure, maybe, but like, is Fusion just that incapable of handling with that kind of like complexity? I mean, millions of anything is hard for most software to yeah. handle. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer there, but I was a little curious. I was like, man, I would be interested to see how well Rhino Cam could set up Cam on this ridiculously complex surface. Mm. So are you trying to get those into Fusion? I did do that. And it, you know how you like hover over mm. complex things and it just basically locks up the, the software? I did that. I mean, I got out of it, took a bit, but I've previously, I didn't do it. Somebody used to work here knew a little bit about Blender and reduced a model we needed that was 500,000 faces down to like 50,000 mm-hmm. and we could then put it into Fusion and use it. But um, I don't know that process, so I've been playing with Blender a little bit, but I figured out how to add modifiers, which are, di- you know, to produce those those qualities, but I can't figure out how to like make them output that. I don't know. Just feel old and confused. <laughs> Porting in our table. Ah, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Just remembering what one <laughs> of my notes is. We use zero projects at the moment for our sort of <laughs> job reporting. Of like what what was quoted, how much time did yep. we spend doing it? And like so everyone has zero projects on their phone and basically uses it as a timesheet and a sort of and that project data gets stored and then re- re- reviewed. But we've had since we've been quoting in Airtable, we've had this kind of disconnect where all of our quoting data is locked up in the quoting table in Airtable and we can obviously go in there and access it. You kind of got to put zero projects side by side by Airtable and try and work out which, you know, spot the difference of like, cool, so we spent three hours on machining and scroll through Airtable and find like the machining breakdown of like how many hours were quoted. So for a while now we've been, Sarah and I've been trying to have wanted to convert our reporting process, time reporting process to Airtable, so it's all mm-hmm. in the same place. And we've been trying to work out how to do that, and we've finally got a draft sort of up and running where it basically replicates the quote in Airtable, double, dupl- sorry, replicate, duplicate all the cells, sort of the key cells yep. from that quote, and then puts it up puts it in an interface so that the idea being that we'll have an interface where you can like, as you're running through a job, you can very clearly see, cool, Jim or Aaron has quoted, you know, 
two hours for sanding this project and like as I'm putting my report data in, it's like you've got what was quoted and what was yes. actually done all in the same sort of platform, mm-hmm. same screen. So that's, yeah, looking promising. It'd be good. Yeah. And I look, like I've got for a while now, I've wanted to get people, you know, just away from their phones more too. Like we don't have an mm-hmm. issue with that by any means, but just the fact that you have to check your phone so many times per day to Other reasons plug in to, your time yeah. as you're working. It's just like, yeah, it'd be nice to, because that doesn't work for everybody either. Some people struggle with zero projects and whereas this new system will kind of allow us to be a bit more flexible, flexible in terms of how people track their time. So like an app might work for one person, but another person will just want to record their time throughout the day in a, you know, a notebook. Yeah. And then get to the end of the day and pull up this interface of the jobs they were working on and plug in there. Is it pretty easy then to promising? Like, like, is it tracking then each person's time against a project? Mm, No, that that's where it gets tricky too. Cumulative. Yeah, multiple users. Interesting. I haven't quite worked out how to do that bit of it yet. With our systems hitting their limits lately. Airtable. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yet seen Airtable really slow you down or get too bogged down. Like when we open our quoting table, it does take a second to load. Yeah, I do wonder that sometimes. Like, are we going to run into a spot where we have to start like offloading or archiving (laughs) data to keep it functional? Hmm. But I definitely hit that a few times in different ways. It's a whole other conversation with Fusion, just file sizes and complexity of files, and yeah. We had, I had a surprise, I think it was last week, sometime last week, I got a message from somebody on Instagram and said, oh, I saw your name in this movie in the credits. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And, and it didn't surprise me altogether <laughs> because we had spent the last two years making parts for a company that was doing the production locally for the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie. So yeah, right. I knew that that was being cool. produced. I didn't know it was near done, which is kind of funny. I kept, I was actually thinking like, oh, it's been a while since mm. they've needed more parts. I wonder if I should follow up, you know, like see how that's going. <laughs> and then this person, so I, 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 it's on Netflix America. So I scrolled through this, the, the Pinocchio movie and found our name in there pretty low in the credits. And I was pretty surprised that they included us because what we making was uh, kind of like modular parts for like simple plywood parts that go underneath the sets for the stop motion animation so like different two four six foot long pieces and then different types of assemblies that they designed that let them combine or pull apart the set as needed pretty cool system that they've come up with and yeah so it was a very minimal you know thing of what we did but i guess realistically we're like we were like the foundation to the sets of and so <laughs> that's kind of cool to be mentioned in a movie i think that's a first for me yeah. what do you mean you didn't watch the film not yet i was like in the middle of the day i was just like is this real <laughs> is it really there right gotcha and was it pdx both. or your name yeah listed? both yeah both yeah it was nice cool i didn't i'm sure they didn't have to do that so it was nice oh. of them to do that. this this is why you should always watch all the, the way through. Play. Through. Yeah. 
Do you watch the credits? Are you a credit watcher? Really, it's usually like if I want to find out what an actor was, which has been totally supplanted by, I just Googled on my phone real quick, in the middle of the movie, you know? Yeah. Well, what was funny is like the day after that happened, I was like driving to work or home, I forget. And that thought reoccurred of like, wonder if they need more parts. And I was like, no, no, it's done. The movie's over. I just saw it on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Well, we were supposed to get to see the sets they had offered for us to come over and check it out when it was being filmed. Because they started this in like 2019, working with them. And a yeah. pandemic happened, and then they could never have any visitors again. And so it was, I mean, from, the, from some of the self-published behind-the-scenes stuff I've seen, it just looks so cool. Like, so it's such amazing work. Like, the figurines and how they do it. And mm. yeah. Yeah, I love it. How are you feeling? Yeah, I found pretty rubbish, actually. I found some animation armatures in a box recently, actually, like cleaning out stuff at work. Came across two like proper, fully ball-jointed stop-motion armatures that we'd bought years ago when we were making short films. And we'd, because we'd always just made our own armatures previously and we'd finally sort of bitten the bullet and bought some proper ones, but we yep. never used them. But they're still sitting. Clean in a box. Interesting. One day, hopefully the children will use them at some point. But yeah, it's good. I like that process. Still very fond of a bit of stop yeah, motion. For sure. Yeah. Well, if you're feeling like, if you're feeling bad and we should go, I mean, I got, we've got plenty of time and it's been. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, good luck getting out the door and getting everything, yeah. everything done. I should just get sick. I hear that works. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at sympathy. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Hope your family's well for the holidays. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. We'll chat to you soon. See you, man. Bye. Bye. Can't believe I've never pushed stop prematurely. It's like I'm so used to it with Zoom. It's like, I got to get off, get off, get off, get off. Oh, wow. Look at that printing interface. It's fancy. Yeah. See? It's just nice. Nice to, it's like built in. I, I you know, conceived of that thing with the octo print raspberry pi before for the prusa prusa was always trying to blame for the printing problems we were having we we're like oh, really that's kind of kind of both but yeah let's go cool all right thank you but i'll see you soon speak soon bye